0: Welcome to another round the rotary with me, JP Warren, and with us today we have a good friend of mine, Ruben Rico, who is the senior petroleum engineer at Longquest and Company.
1: How are you doing today, Ruben? I'm great. Thanks for having me, JP. Good seeing you finally. I,
0: I see. I know. I see that both of us are still working from the house, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm in and out quite a bit, but um, right now we're still working out of the house. Um, you know, just trying to, like everyone, survive. Adjust to this new lifestyle, kiddos, pets running everywhere. At your house, which was beautiful, is now I as mean, a playground. We're just trying to make it, man, just like everyone else.
0: I hear that, and I'm also seeing that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, different offices are slowly opening. I think this week, or next week, or potentially in a couple of weeks in the end of May. And I guess we'll see how that goes. It's too soon to tell. But Ruben, I wanted to to, to bring you on today because I believe that you have a a pretty good story about. Um, what a lot of people right now, not just in the oil and gas industry are facing, but kind of a lot of everyone, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people are facing right now. Um, and I think you have an interesting story, and I don't want to kind of get into that too much, but before this, uh, before, I forget was March 9th or something like that, when kind of um, everything dropped, um, and uh, that's when the Russian-Saudi uh, uh, product was kind of turned into a pissing war between the two and kind of changed the entire environment we live in you kind of faced uh, a situation that a lot of people right now uh, are finding themselves in. You were uh, let go from a unit, a place that I believe, and I'm I'm not going to take your background too much, but that was where you spent the majority of your career. So I kind of want to talk about that. If you don't mind, maybe you can share some uh, insights and outlooks and provide some value to people that uh, potentially are in the same boat or could be in the same boat. Um, Anyway, I just think you have a great story and kind of what you did that I saw kind of on the sidelines and I kind of want to talk about that. So, why don't you start us off and give us a little background about um, your uh, professional career?
1: Sure. It's funny, first, that you mentioned uh, the whole Saudi uh, um, issue. I don't know if you remember, we were actually having lunch about me potentially going to Saudi. So glad that didn't work out. But um, yeah, uh, appreciate you having me on board. Um, uh, I graduated, I'm born and raised here in Houston and um, i graduated from the university of oklahoma back in 2009 so it's almost been about 11 years um, i had no ties uh, no family ties to the oil field so i actually roughneck while i was in college i had one internship and then i went to go work for my employer uh, right out of school i was able to move back to houston and i was there uh, on up until unfortunately here in november of last year so uh, with that company i was the uh, senior drilling engineer Uh, We were a small outfit. We all had to wear multiple hats. So, in addition to to that work, I was also involved in uh, completions, workover operations, uh, regulatory. Uh, We all had to participate, and uh, it it was a great run. Um, I miss my my work family, but I'm I'm looking forward now to starting a new one.
0: And that kind of that kind of um, unfortunate. I mean, obviously, it wasn't in your control, but that kind of uh, uh, shook you because it was kind of out of the blue.
1: Correct. It was. uh, You got to be honest. you know, you knew it was coming, um, we've, you know, I'm, I'm not experienced like anyone else, but uh, I feel like these downturns are just happening happening much more um, um, repeatedly. You know, we had the one in 15, you had the one in 09. So uh, I did have an idea that it was coming, but uh, I still was, was betting on myself that I was gonna make it, call it your, your title, your years of experience. Uh, I felt I was going to make it. And then uh, I remember on a Thursday morning at about 7.30, I walked in the office and whoops, uh, (laughs) here was the check. And so it it initially did not hit me again because it was processing in my head uh, the possibility that this could happen. Uh, So I want to say I I took it well. You know, I had great conversations with my managers, Uh, had nothing but nice things to say about them. They're great people. Uh, my coworkers were amazing. They were helping me actually <laughs> pack up all my stuff. Uh, so initially, it wasn't really um, in my head, but I- I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Once you're in that vehicle and you're driving home, it hits you. And
0: I, I can—I mean, I kind of feel like that's the uh, the mentality you're talking about is kind of the. Uh- uh, invincibility mentality. It's like, well, I'm a top performer um, or uh, who, who else are they going to do to do my roles here? Or yeah. they couldn't do that because if they cut me, uh, then this project won't get done or this uh, this uh, customer won't get called on. They don't have a relationship that I have with this customer. That's on the sales side. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that it's not the, uh, it's the cautious, but kind of the, you know, kids have that uh, I'm invincible mindset.
1: There, there was definitely an ego I think there everyone has an ego I feel myself I, I don't have it as bad as probably others but there definitely was that in me where I thought I was safe and unfortunately that just wasn't the case I think that's something that's very different and unfortunate you're seeing a lot of a uh, great people across the industry um, unfortunately no longer have jobs
0: and that's I mean that's not due to a performance or anything like that that's just the nature of the industry right now and I kind of want to talk to you about your 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 mental, uh, thought process, your mental mindset. Um, cause I believe that there probably is, uh, several listeners going through this that are either down in the luck that did get let go, some talented people that didn't let go. So, um, can you speak to your, 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 what was going on in your mind? Um, when that happened?
1: Um, other than the shock effect, um, your, your mind is just everywhere. Uh, what am I going to do? <clears throat> what are my future plans? And this is all I've done for the past almost 11 years. What is the next step? Do you stay in oil and gas? At that time, you're, you weren't, we weren't in the pandemic yet, but uh, it was already starting to slow down. So do you stay in it? Uh, do you move somewhere else? Do you go back to school? Uh, everything is going around in your mind and different scenarios are popping up all during the day. So um, the biggest thing for me initially was just to take a step back, uh, being in my position, like a lot of uh, other operational engineers you're, you're so used to being in control because that's what's required of your responsibility. And when you no longer have that, uh, it's surprising how that could get to you. So the, the first thing I had to tell myself was calm down, take it in. It's going to be fine. Um, never had anything like this happening before, but it's obviously happened to a lot of other individuals well before us. And if they can make it, I know I can make it as well. Um, so that was the first major thing I just had to say, but what was interesting about it, uh, was, I don't know if you remember, um, this was actually the same day as the, uh, the fin FBI, for, a feather. Finn Fur, Finn for in a feather. I remember that. Yeah. So that was, I couldn't exactly take a break because I was trying to tell myself, do I go, do I not go? Was I mentally ready to have this conversation? We were talking about, uh, the ego side. It, it's embarrassing. What do you tell people? Hey, I no longer have a job. Uh,
0: well, why not? Well, well, Ruben, why not? You're doing everything great. You're, the, you're this guy there. You're this mm-hmm. position there. Why not? So exactly. I, can only ima- I can only imagine. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's like, it's like anything. It's like a, a bad breakup, a divorce, um, um, uh, getting let go. It's, it's, it is kind of embarrassing, embarrassing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You do kind of have to let the ego slide and uh, just realize that, yeah, this is my situation now. And I think you're right. Taking a step back and having that breath, having that clarity of uh saying okay this is my circumstance now what
1: exactly i'm in i'm
0: in, I'm in control of the next steps now what so i kind of want to go into that a little bit like you said you there's all these like do i stay in oil and gas do i pursue a a, a a different field do i go back to school uh pursue a master's or a doctor or an mba um what what kind of uh propelled you to to let's talk about that as next steps and what was the mindset that propelled you to kind of uh start your uh, path on um on really doing a, an amazing, amazing job of networking?
1: Well, initially, how did I figure out what I wanted to do? I'll be completely honest. I had no idea. You just don't know. You just have to start from fresh. You just have to be honest with yourself. Um, I just had to take steps. And as I took each step, my thought process started to evolve. I started to understand the situation a little bit better through the perspective, the uh, the, the view of, of other people. And initially, I just told myself I have to meet people, you know, uh, go beyond what I was normally doing. I still thought I was a very social person. I had a lot of connections, but there was still a lot that I just obviously did not know. So. Like I was saying initially, I, I had to take a break. So after the FinFur on that um, Thursday night, I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday just to regroup. Okay. Uh, I could have taken more time, but I just felt I was at least ready um, to start off on that Monday. So I just had to take some time, just calm, calm myself down, just clear my head. And then um, Monday morning, uh, I was at it. And the first thing I could only do was obviously look at LinkedIn it's a, a great source to meet people. Um, LinkedIn was.
0: So what, so what, I'm, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. So first off you taking time, it sounds like you took a holiday weekend. That's, that's, that's yeah. pretty impressive. I mean, um, the fact that you, uh, you said a couple of things like you realized you had to take a step forward and you didn't know what that objective or goal or company or position looked like, but as long as you were moving, taking steps forward, that's what's important. And then you said you got on LinkedIn and I want to talk about that. Uh, it's Obviously, it's it's, uh, it's the social media, uh, professional, uh, web-based, you know, uh, business platform out there. Platform. So wh- what were you what were you looking at when you were, what, what was your searches? What, what, what were you kind of trying to find on, on LinkedIn?
1: Well, you know, I, I've seen a couple of uh, people do this. You know, they just grab their resume and they throw it out at every job. And, and I understand, I can understand what the mentality is. You have to find a job here and now, apply to absolutely every single opportunity you have. Um, for me, I just felt like that wasn't going to satisfy me because the last thing I thought about, and, and again, this, my thought process evolved. Um, I initially I was thinking the same thing, but, um, I, I later determined that what if I find a job immediately only to find out I don't like it. And then something else comes up. I, I just don't know. So I wasn't trying to be nitpicky, but I was only looking at possibilities. I, I really think I could uh, see myself staying in for a long period of time. Um, so my first goal was, and I just threw this number out there. Your number may, di- may be different, but I had in my mind 20 connections a day. It doesn't sound like a lot, but every connection I made on LinkedIn came with a personal message. You log in through your desktop. Whenever you send a connect note, uh, whenever you send your connection, it gives you the option to send a note. And I wanted to send a note, but I didn't want it to be canned. I didn't want to say, hey, this is Ruben Rico. I saw we have connections. I'm looking for a job. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. You're, you're a sales rep, uh, JP. You know how it works. There has to be a personal connection. Oh, my
0: God. I can't even. And that's the thing. No, I mean, no harm or foul about uh, people that do do those blind messages. But you're right. It has to be catered. And, dude, I can't tell you how many times I get a, uh, whether it's a financial planner or or a web-based um, a person or an IT or a lead generator. And it, you're right. It is a very cookie-cutter. Uh, I see you have the same connections. Let's connect. Or I've reduced this by 35%. And I'm not I don't know what's right and wrong, but sometimes if you're kind of getting that, it's 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 you think it's like a mass, te- it's a mass text, a mass group text.
1: You're exactly right. And and I don't know what's right or wrong, but I just knew what I how I wanted to represent myself. So Uh, I did my best to send a personal message to people I felt like I can connect with mainly because I was asking for advice that that was my angle, if you want to say that Um, I wanted to meet people because I wanted to understand the logistics of the offshore industry, the international sector, the midstream sector, I wanted to find at least a handful of people in every sector where I can learn, understand, and, and get a general comprehension of what's going on in the industry. Like I said, I had no, no idea what was going on. Things were slow, starting to slow, uh, slow down. We definitely didn't know about the pandemic yet, <clears throat> but I just wanted to do my best to try to assess the situation. And so the 20 connections was my initial start. After that, my goal at that point, once I started to see some kind of, um, traction was to have one meeting a week. That was my magic number, not an interview. An interview was a bonus, but I wanted one meeting a week with someone that I wasn't familiar with. If I was able to have lunch with you, a vendor, just kind of catch up around the industry, who's searching, who's not, that was great. But I wanted to meet one person a week. And, um, one thing i noticed believe it or not i was kind of surprised about this is lunches were, were difficult <clears throat> of course uh after hour type uh deals happy hours weren't were hit or miss unless you already knew the uh the person the individual but what really did help was uh breakfast meetings i was surprised how many people wanted to meet me at 7 uh, 7 a.m to have breakfast and i had much more of those uh significantly uh, much more number of people who want to meet for breakfast as opposed to meeting in the office or lunch. It was kind of a way to start their day, uh, get some food in their belly before they start work. And and that was an interesting approach that caught my attention.
0: I think, I mean, I think that's a great approach. I mean, it's, uh, lunches are difficult um, because a lot of times people hold lunch uh, time slots for personal, working out, working out personal business. I think uh, the, the the avenue, I think you and I met for coffee one morning and we met for yeah. breakfast another morning. Yeah. I think the breakfast and coffee route is a, a great idea.
1: Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah, you're one of those two. So there you go. So um, uh, one, one connection a week was my goal. And, and it wasn't because this was uh, what I wanted in my mind was to see that I was doing progress. I was showing progress. One meeting a week, I was getting to some goal. I had no idea what that goal was, but I was working to something. I had that carrot in front of me. And so it was easy to manage. And mentally, it just kind of kept you stable that you knew things were working out uh, according to your plan. Um, As those meetings started to progress, and I was starting to get into one, two weeks in, um, I was going to a a fair amount of uh, lunches, um, breakfast meetings, um, some uh, after-hour events. Uh, I think one of them was actually with you you at Capital. Uh, And so I had some... um, some options out there where i was at least meeting people and then i came to a point where i, I was telling myself that my organization how i was uh cataloging everything was was not up to par um, i by that time i already had my my fresh new resume um i um updated my linkedin but i realized i didn't have my own personal business cards which i, I don't know how i didn't um, remember that but i didn't have business cards i had my own personal business cards uh, created um, I started cataloging everything, and what I mean by cataloging everything is whether you want to do it on Excel, a notepad, I wrote down every day. I put a date on, the, on a piece of paper, and I wrote who I sent a connection to, who was pending, who did I connect with, who did I meet, follow-up notes. If I connected with somebody, um, I, I took the initiative to send them an email and to follow up with them in a week or two weeks i I put everything on paper whether it was on my calendar or on a notepad i made sure that i did not forget anything because as you get into this two three days later four days later you you forget what you did or what was my conversation like with this person because to be honest yeah i i'm i'm used to juggling a lot because of my previous uh, position but you're in a new territory and there's a lot of emotions that are involved, a financial responsibility is involved. Your mind can forget. So I wrote everything down the best that I could.
0: Well, in a way, in a way, and I think this is kind of a key point, you took this looking for a job or searching for it. And you said something before, it's not just a job. I mean, if you're, if you find yourself in the position, you don't want to hop on the first thing because that often might not lead to fulfillment happiness i mean it might lead to a paycheck but i mean at what cost um uh that's so that's one thing i think that is important that you point you you pointed at another thing is though you looked at this like a full-time job you created documents you created um um like sheets that uh, that actually kind of gave you accountability where things couldn't fall beneath the crack that you could that you could look at something right in front of your face and say, okay. Um, I haven't followed up with this person yet, even though he asked me a question two days ago, I'm going to get back on that.
1: Right. And, and it was interesting you say that (laughs) I felt like I was working way harder at this, uh, than (laughs) than in my previous position. I hate to say it, but, um, you just, you had everything to lose. So yeah, you put everything, uh, into finding a job and it was, it was a full-time job. And, And you brought up a good point saying that because, um, Going back to what I was commenting about organization, uh, I realized that you were so busy looking for a job. You were so busy looking on LinkedIn, on company profiles, job searching, that all of a sudden you realize you've been doing this from 6 a.m. all the way to one o'clock in the morning. And you were exhausted. And, and I loved what I was doing. I was busy. I was meeting people. But I was just so tired. And I was just telling myself, is this necessary? You know why do I have to be looking on LinkedIn at one o'clock in the morning? At this point, it's just mental. You're just you're just be uh, making this a lot worse.
0: It's over. It's oversaturation. It's oversaturation. You you're doing the same thing, same thing, same thing. You're not seeing any any uh any positive returns and all that. So when was that point with you when you actually did start seeing some I guess uh, some uh, fruits of your labor?
1: You know, it really started to hit about one and a half to two weeks after everything initially happened, and so. I structured myself to where I was only now working from like about 6 a.m., however early I woke up, to about 4.30 p.m. You know, I have a wife, I have a kid, didn't want to neglect them. Uh, I made it a point, I have to turn it off. For my mental stability, it it just needs to stop at some point. And then I started thinking, taking a step back, when was I available to meet with people whenever I was working previously? Uh, I realized, Mondays were never a great day for me because I was typically a catch-up from the weekends. Fridays, you kind of had senioritis. Some people worked half-day schedules. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, look, you're going to have to work 6 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. doing what you're doing, but your business networking opportunities need to be limited to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because I felt, and I have no statistics on this. Uh, I was just pulling this uh, data just from my own personal experience. I felt I was going to get the most bang for my bunk uh, bang for my buck. If I tried to reach out to people Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And of course, within reasonable hours. And, uh, it worked. Um, I was still seeing progress and I was just now feeling more in control because I was holding myself back, sticking to a schedule, looking at this like a full-time job as opposed to a, um, um, what do you call it? Like, a.
0: It's a shotgun approach.
1: Yeah, like an obsession. It was initially like an obsession. It had to stop.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you start losing sleep. I mean, then you start, you know, throwing the same resume out there for like very, very different roles, but it's the same resume. And I kind of want to get into that also on on when it comes to your resume. um, Did you I've always well, I've always, I've recently heard that uh, a resume is a live document. You need to cater it to specifically for that job you're applying for. You can't turn in the same resume for two roles, three roles, four roles. It has to be specifically catered to that job because a lot of times these days, I've, I, I feel like I've read that there's a lot of AI software that just reads, that scans the uh, the, scans the, uh, the resumes and, and tosses what's not. So it needs to be catered specifically for that role.
1: Right. And and I'll be completely honest. The first time I heard about a professional resume writer, I immediately threw that to the trash. I'm not writing a resume. I did mine in college. I will be just fine. And I remember by the seventh person who told me about a professional resume writer, I said, okay, what is this about? How can you make a resume better than what I have? And so I called around. And um, there was a science to this. And I was really impressed, or at least they sold me on it. And so. Well, what did
0: they sell you on? Well, so go on about that science. What, what did they sell you on?
1: So the first thing that they did talk to me about was uh, ATS. Uh, I can't remember what that stands for, the, the tracking system. And so, the, but the main thing that they told me on was you know, initially coming out of school, it was based off whatever your, your professional work history was. But nowadays, because of this ATS, it was all based off your skill words, your keywords. What did you do? It wasn't a paragraph of what you did for your company, but it's what are the the initial points of what you can do? Drilling operations, reservoir engineering, decline curve analysis, um, cost management. These are the things that if you were to go ahead and look in any kind of LinkedIn profile for a job uh, description, you're gonna see all these keywords. And so I realized that, okay, I don't know if I'm a believer in this or not, but I'm going to invest. I'm going to see what this is about. And so I had a resume writer write me my resume and I was shocked. I thought I had a great resume, but how they just took advantage of all the empty spaces, how they really focused on my keywords um, it was a boost of confidence. I didn't realize how good I was in my job and, and I got this, uh, about maybe two to three days after all this started, I started my process and, um, that alone, especially having someone help you with it was an extra boost of confidence that gave me more motivation to keep doing what I was doing. So, uh, I am a believer in, uh, in, um, in resume writing, uh, especially nowadays, um, uh, resumes tend to go through software, which I hate. You, you hope that you're in a position where your manager is going to go ahead and take a look at something himself. Uh, but you just have to plan for the worst. So what do you have to lose at this point? If you were in my position four or five months ago, invest in what you can do to give you the best opportunity to at least take that next step, whatever it may be.
0: I mean, that's a, that's probably a, the most, uh, your network and your resume is probably one of the, uh, the most crucial things you can have. Um, When looking for a job. And if you're right, I mean, I've never looked at the resume. I've never heard of a resume writer until we talked that day. And, uh, and that's one of those things too. It's like, you kind of don't think about that. Like, Oh, I have a resume. I'll just update with my last job. I'll just fill in, you know, three, four bullet points and and call it a day. But it really is kind of a tool. It is your only tool that in your network when you're, when you are applying for a job.
1: And you got to realize a lot of people here are in the same boat that I was. These are the guys that have been let go for the very first time who have anywhere from seven to 13 years of experience. So you're talking about that much time where you have never looked at a resume. You've never thought of writing down what it is that you do. And and you have writer's block. I had a writer's block just trying to put this together. And, and that was another reason why having a, a fresh set of a set of eyes, so inexperienced to help you with your resume Uh, It was a big relief. It was a big weight off my shoulders. um, Unnecessary stress. Um, I I definitely recommend if you could find a good one, look into it, and you'd be pleasantly surprised.
0: So, what did you see? So, you have the network. You have your schedule. You have your Tuesday through Thursday meeting requests. You have your Monday reaching out. Um, You now have your resume. So, when did you start seeing, I guess, um, um, points of interest start uh, reaching back out to you and uh, starting, I guess, to to put some more meat on the bones.
1: Uh, It happened, um, knock on wood, um, call it luck, call it my strategy. It it happened fairly quickly. Uh, I was consulting uh, within about two to three weeks uh, after I was initially let go. But I'll be completely honest. We're talking about LinkedIn. We're talking about resume. Everyone is doing this. And now you're hearing that there's, what, 25, 30 million people that are unemployed. Everyone's going to be doing the same thing to some extent what is going to be the difference between you and everyone else is that extra effort that you're going to be putting in are you calling to try to meet these people in person whether it's in person or virtual meetings which is unfortunately what we're left with right now hopefully that's going to change but well actually
0: actually i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna just kind of disagree with you on that um that will change i i love first off i miss the personal side of things but i think the virtual meetings thing i think this pandemic has let people become more comfortable with doing a Zoom meeting or a Microsoft Teams meeting, I think actually people are probably more open to that because they can be at the comfort of their own office or home. So I do think face-to-face would probably be better uh, to meet with them, but I, don't, I still think, I mean, let's use what we got. Let's use what we got. If you can set up a virtual thing, do that. At least you're having some face-to-face contact, kind of like how we're doing this podcast right now.
1: Well, and, and I love that. I completely agree with you. I, I love how people have kind of just become innovative and fu- and have found new ways to market themselves. I mean, who would have thought four or five years ago that podcasts would be a, a way, virtual meetings would really be something that we can do. You know, I wish I had Zoom stock. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is what I wanted to make sure, though, I, I had as much, of an edge as possible. So I really focus on trying to meet people. If you can get a job applying on LinkedIn, RigZone, and you get a job right then and there, great. That is a blessing. Uh, Me, to be honest, I found my opportunities networking with people like you, listening to my vendors, meeting new connections. And that's ultimately how I was able to find an opportunity to consult for myself for about uh, two to three months before I took on my full-time position. So don't limit yourself is just the only point I'm trying to say. If you have an opportunity to apply for jobs on LinkedIn, great, but don't let that be your only avenue. Cast a wide net. A, a wide net. I had opportunities I was really surprised uh, in international consulting, uh, one or two opportunities in upstream, and uh, ultimately in the mystery side, which I ended up going. So it, it was great because a lot of these opportunities you did not find on LinkedIn or on co- corporate websites. There's a lot of small companies that you have never heard of. Um, and so uh, point is, don't limit yourself, work on the resume, get your link, uh, LinkedIn up to par, but do much more as much as you can just to try to put yourself in a better position.
0: And that's, and that's something I kind of want to point as well. It's, it's with unfortunate numbers of unemployment. I, I think, I think today it's been like over 30 million or something like that. Some astronomical great depression, worse than great depression era numbers, but you, you have a point. I think right now there's a lot of tools for people to be uh, innovative and adaptive. Um, And I think that it's, whatever you can do to set yourself apart and not just sell your skill set, but also sell your personality. I think uh, companies, I'm just kind of speaking, you know, kind of, you know, out of my ass right now, but I kind of feel like if you show a personality right now, because right now the the talent pool is there, right? The talent pool is there. There's a lot of people right now gunning for certain positions. If you can show some sort of uh, innovation or, uh, uh, or, um, yeah, some sort of innovation or personality side of things. I think that's definitely also going to project you up. So, so going back to, I guess, everything, we can kind of wrap this up and kind of you can give a message to us, um, unless you want to keep uh, talking about one of these points. It's take a step back. Get rid of the ego, right? Yep. Set up a schedule. Set up a, a reasonable schedule. Don't obsess. Bust your ass. Use it as a full-time job. And um, look at your resume like it's the tool that you have. Mm-hmm. Be, like, one of the strongest tools you have. Be innovative, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of uh, keep on moving forward, step by step, as I think uh, we talked about before. What so, t- so talk to me. So I know I, I kind of want to bring up uh, your wife right now, because she I've seen on LinkedIn that she's been kind of offered a uh, um, and I, I, I'd love to give her uh, love for you to plug her right now about her services that she's doing.
1: Right. You know, I I want to, you know, give her kudos uh, for what she's done, uh, but not just her, you know, you're seeing a lot of people do things differently uh, in, um, in a reaction to what's going on around us. Uh, Kudos to you, for example, for starting the podcast, who would have thought that you, this is what was going to be part of your job description. That's great. This is a great way to keep people in tune. You're seeing people nowadays do virtual happy hours, virtual meetings. And that's great for you guys to create that platform for us. That's a great job on your part. Um, you're seeing other people who are, are pivoting from their um, their current services to help people by providing mass um, hand sanitizers. Uh, who would have thought of that uh, at this point? And that's great. My wife uh, did an amazing job because she had her PhD from Texas A&M, uh, director for a private institution. And she was doing a lot of freelance editing, um, uh, publishing. And she took it upon herself to look at this and say, Hey, I'm really good at this. How can I help? And I said, well, just make a post. Let's see what happens. And, uh, it, it's been, um, for her, uh, Really great. You know, she's definitely helping up as much as uh, as much as she can and when she can. And so if people are really trying to um, Get help out there and there's a lot of services and kudos to all those people who are trying to help But I really appreciate what she's doing because she has a lot of credentials to her name. She's been getting a lot of great reviews a lot of work and she's also very in tune uh, with the oil and gas uh, industry. You know, that's great because she gets, uh, she's always for the past 10 years been hanging out with people like you at our social events, listening. And to be honest, she was actually picking up on it very quickly. And so we would have conversations about upstream, downstream sectors, downhole tools. And I said, give it a shot. <laughs> Let's see what it does. And and so she's been great at it. She's uh, She's been a hustler. And uh, so if there is help out there, uh, if there is help that is needed out there, I strongly recommend get a resume uh, writer to help you out if you need one. Amanda is a is a great source. We'll see if we could put a link uh, a link for her. Uh, but if you do need help out there, at least just to get some advice, make contact with someone, and in this case, her. If you need someone that I would recommend personally.
0: And that's the thing. I kind of did want to. I did want we discussed this. I did want to bring her up because. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're helping, you know, your wife's business out, but at the same time, I mean, what she's doing is a valuable service no. for people that are in the market. So it's not like it's a shameless plug. This is a, 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 a pertinent, valuable plug.
1: Right. And, and like, if you do some research yourself, you know, you can see prices on what people charge and she's charging nothing like that. Uh, she's just really trying to do herself a, a service and a service to everyone else uh, by just helping. So dude, we should have,
0: we do, we should have done like a, uh, you mentioned around the rotor, you get 10% off, something like that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll do it on the next podcast. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, uh, Ruben, you got anything uh, you'd like to leave, uh, leave the audience out there?
1: Yeah. So um, I I broke it down into five main steps. My five pieces of advice is really what I recommend to everyone. Um, The first thing, like you mentioned, take your time, recover, regroup get yourself mentally ready to take the next step. Number two, strategize, invest in yourself, get the resume, get the business cards, get your LinkedIn, get ready for what will come towards you and make sure you're prepared for it. Through all this and as you're meeting people, number three, understand what your goals are. At this point, you're going to realize that you want to stay in the industry. You don't, you want to go back to school. You want to get a real estate license, whatever it is, but understand your goals. Uh, number four, get out of your comfort zone, get out there and socialize. Like I said, not just LinkedIn, not just rig zone, get on these virtual meetings when everything opens up again and everyone's safe, go out and start shaking hands, wash your hands, then shake your hands. Um, And the last thing, uh, the most important thing is, um, give thanks. Uh, I can't say enough. Thank you to everyone who's helped me, my vendors, former vendors, now vendors, my buddies, my pals, my family, my wife. Um, I'm in my position now and I'm trying to do my best to help others. For whenever you, the listener, you get your job and you're finally through this and you're high-fiving yourself and you're giving yourself hugs turn back around and help someone who is still in the position that you were previously. Uh, I think that's the, the main thing.
0: Give- hey, hey Amen. What a, what a great message that you have. And I appreciate you coming on today. And, and if anyone would like to get in touch with him or with me with a potential, some follow-up questions or want to get his uh, contact information, uh, you can reach us at round at cap-petro.com. Again, it's round the rotary at cap. Dash petro.com again everyone this is ruben rico sharing his insights and outlooks on everything and um his wife's name is amanda rico so look her up on uh, linkedin and uh thanks for coming by and i appreciate uh you sharing your your insights and your five steps with us
1: hey thanks man. i appreciate it god bless
0: all right buddy we'll talk to you in a little bit take care